welcome to Pod on the Dog, episode 16. This podcast is brought to you by Natural Instinct. Did you know that the meat in Natural Instinct dog food is all British from British farmers who deserve our support? They only use the freshest fruit and vegetables in their food to create a super healthy diet for your dog as nature intended. So head over to their website and enter the discount code VERITY15 at the checkout to receive 15% off. Now, I'm your host, Verity Hardcastle. You can find me at Verity Hardcastle on Instagram to follow all the latest shenanigans in dogdom. So on to my guest. I've been following this superstar on Instagram for a while and admiring her beautiful finish and stunning doodle grooms, as well as her fun and beautiful presentation of the dogs that she grooms as well. She is a competition groomer and an ambassador, but we've never met. So I'm really interested to find out more about the mind behind the canine stylist. It's Sophie Rebine. Hi, Hi. Sophie. Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for taking the time to chat to me today. Where are you joining me from? Where do you live? I'm, I'm from um, uh, Minnesota in the United States of America. Wow. So what's the time difference? Are you minus five hours? It's six, but okay, yeah. So you're just after lunch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'm going to dive straight in. Tell me everything. I want to know how your journey into working with dogs all started. Oh my goodness, (laughs) it's kind of a crazy, crazy ride. Like I went to college for for two years, and it just never worked out. I didn't really want to do what I wanted to do, I guess. And so then. I was just kind of at a loss for what to do. Um, but my dad's friend who had a daughter who was into the dog, like dog grooming and was at school for it. He was like, Oh, like he suggested, he was like, Oh, like how, how about you do dog grooming? Like that seems fun. Yeah. And so I was like, sure. That, that does seem fun. Like working with dogs all day, like how hard are you going to be? That can't be hard. (laughs) Exactly. And so basically uh, my dad, my dad gave me the suggestion and Mm -hmm. he... And you ran with it. Exactly. And I haven't looked back since. So you went to a college type place or was it a grooming training center? It was like a training, like they, here we call it like a school, but like it was like a training course yeah 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 I was there for eight months and wow you were there quite a long time do you feel like you felt it was quite natural it came quite naturally to you for the most part like after I got over my initial fears of like cutting nails or like holding the clipper and like Mm -hmm. shaving down dog for the first time Mm -hmm. then like after the first couple times it did feel pretty natural yeah because I do think that you know Yes, everybody can maybe learn how to clip a dog, but I do think, mm-hmm. you know, certain people have that real flair. Yeah. Um, not just for being able to have that creative eye, which you obviously definitely have, but uh, <laughs> being able to, you know, understand the dogs and things like that. Definitely. As well. mm-hmm. Yeah. So talk me through your typical working day. Like how many dogs do you groom? Do you have a bather? Yeah. So my typical day um, at work, I always need to start off like having a couple sips of coffee. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. And so I will go in and I typically do, um, depending like on how big the dogs are, I typically do four dogs a day. Yesterday I did five, which was yeah. fantastic. Um, but I typically do like three to four dogs a day. I don't have a bather. I, so I just bathe and dry all my dogs myself. And 
Yeah, I'm there for about like eight hours and sometimes I eat lunch and sometimes I don't. As oh, long I as know I that talk- too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes I eat lunch while screaming a dog as well. Yes. Like, yes. My, my sandwich or something in one hand, my clippers <laughs> and my scissors in the other. And then like, like, there's a lot of hair ingested, but it's okay. Especially in coffee. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about it. Yeah, yeah, we do. Now, also, how do you find the time to take such beautiful photos? Because if you've got a day, because I know you do quite a lot of bigger dogs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've got, you know, three or four bigger dogs to do, you know, your grooms are so beautiful. Like, how do you find the time to take that photo as well? Because sometimes I'll think, oh, I've done a really nice job. And I just look at the clock and I'm like, ah, just no, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't have the time. It's really, it's really annoying sometimes, isn't it? Yeah. Like sometimes I just won't have time to take a, dog, uh, a picture of a dog, but usually I just, if I get behind, I get behind. Like it is yeah, what it no is. Lunch, no lunch. Yeah, for you. yeah, exactly. I don't need lunch. It's fine. Yeah. Um, even if I just take like one picture, that's usually like sometimes I'll post, sometimes I won't. But some half the time I take pictures like during the groom as well. Like if I do the face first, I'll take a picture of the face and yeah, and so on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Now your <laughs> socials—they look so much fun. You obviously love Asian grooming too, and you've got a really good eye for gorgeous accessories, and these really help to lift your grooms as well, you know, to make that beautiful shot on Instagram or wherever it might be. Now, tell me where you get your inspiration from, not just for these things, but also your style, because I know you have, like, you do the asymmetric thing, don't you, with the with your yeah. competition dog and all this. Yeah. What, what inspires you? Um, What inspires me, let me think, it's just, like, scrolling through Instagram, like, I'm like seeing everyone's um posts like with Asian Fusion like Georgia Fuller like her grooms her Asian Fusion grooms Lisa Hart's Asian Fusion grooms are just like mind-blowingly like beautiful and so I I love the shout out to the Brits (laughs) (laughs) like I they're like my biggest inspirations for um that's so nice for Asian Fusion Mm -hmm. and just like I don't know it's you take snippets maybe from exactly and then I right. kind of just yeah. combine them all into my own style mm-hmm. like yeah like the asymmetrical I've seen like a couple people do it I'm like oh that's really cool but it's like it wasn't very popular at the time yeah. so yeah. I I always want to like try to do like something like different and unique and not something like an everyday like mm-hmm. Asian fusion I want to I want to do more wacky stuff because I absolutely Mm -hmm. love it and it's I think it's I think Asian grooming is just adorable but my Mm -hmm. biggest problem is trying to convince my clients to go for something (laughs) outside the box you know they just want sort of you know I think they like their dog to look a certain way and if Mm -hmm. you deviate from their standard haircut they think that it doesn't look like their dog Whereas weirdly, because I've got poodles, I'm changing my poodle styles all the time. You know, so when uh-huh. I cut them down from maybe having a Scandinavian trim, then they can be anything. You know, they've been schnauzers, you know, carry <laughs> blue, you know, Bedlingtons, like even like Asian style. Like I'll just keep yeah. changing up the styles. I love that. But yeah, I, I, I wish I could convince my clients to, you know, be a bit more adventurous. Yeah, it's it's a little hard to convince clients. Like I... 
I just basically just show them a picture and be like, hey, can we try this today? And if you hate it, like, we'll just not do it next time. But for today, can we maybe? Yeah, please. <laughs> That's a really good idea, actually, using, mm-hmm. you know, a visual a visual thing, like show yeah. them a picture. Like, I think this would look really nice on your dog. Yeah. But then also, like... That's why I got a poodle, yeah. <laughs> so I can do these types of trims and everything. Yeah, I've got a client who's got a schnoodle, and it's got enormous ears. Oh. And um, after speaking to um, Gabrielle Fetosa, he was saying okay. about looking at these points of a dog, you know, like it having the really big ears. And what I was doing before is trying to take around the edges as short as possible to try and make them look smaller and more balanced in with the dog's head. Yeah. And actually I was thinking, you know, he was like, you look at them and you exaggerate them. So yeah, so I've been trying to grow the hair on this uh Schnoodle's um head slowly. So his mom okay. doesn't actually I don't think she really realizes too much yet. <laughs> Sorry, any of my clients are listening to this. <laughs> the sneaky things I do with your dogs. <laughs> um to do that, you know, where you see those Yorkies that've got the really long ears and mm-hmm. then the quite short face. I really want to do that yes. style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, maybe a photo next time rather than like sneaking okay. it into styles. <laughs> yes, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> so, talk me through those beautiful doodle legs. Like, I want your tips. How, like, oh what do you bathe them in? How do you style them? How do you get such a lovely finish? Because, you know, they look flawless. Oh, thank you so much. Um, so, at the salon, we use like a combination of Esprit products mm-hmm. and Nature Specialties. And so it kind of depends on like whatever package that dog gets, like that's what determines the shampoo. Yeah. Um, but typically how I do my doodle legs in a very quick and short, sweet way. I will usually take like a guard comb and just kind of like skim down to take off the extra fluff. So it's less scissoring time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I really, rely on a good comb and really good sharp shears and either the iGroom Magic Boost Spray, like I'll spritz it into the coat, comb it through, let it dry, and then fluff it up. Or another product I just discovered that I absolutely love too is the Artero Anti-Staff Spray. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they both add volume, and so that also helps with the scissoring. Mm-hmm. but I like to fluff everything up in certain sections, scissor that section, then move on all the way around the leg until it's as good as I can yeah. get it to look. <laughs> so just to rewind, do you do two shampoos? Yes, I bathe twice and condition. Mm-hmm. Do you condition oh, everything? Um, here so and there, get- the doodle gets like a shorter body with longer legs. I will just do the legs things- maybe. Yeah, like I'll put a little bit on the body or whatever left over on, from the legs. Like I'll just rub all over the dog just so no product goes to waste. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah. then comb-wise, I think like like a really quite a fine comb. Do you use like quite mm-hmm. a fine comb as well? Yes, a finishing comb. My go-to comb is either the Utsumi, um, like the pink line comb yeah. or Olga's like comb favorite. Well, I'm going to I'm going to have a look at these products and everything as well. Like I think I've tried I think I bought the Artero anti-static spray before, okay. but it, it, it's in a canister, isn't it? 
Yes. Yeah. The blue one. And I think, yeah. And I think that within like the first week, a dog kicked it off my table and the, you know, when the spray nozzle thing comes off the top. Yeah. So I've kept it because it's full, but I'm like, well, what do I do? She can't get the liquid out. So I need somebody yeah. to tell me how, how on earth you get the liquid out of those. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could like cut open the top and then. Yeah. And decant it maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure there's a way. Or, <laughs> or just, you know. <laughs> Either way. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think that we need to be marketing experts alongside obviously being amazing groomers to promote yourself across the web and your social platforms? Do you have any advice for anybody trying to raise their business profile and stand out from the crowd? I guess just like have something that uh, is unique to you. And that's, that's a good idea. Like your, like your unique selling point. Exactly. Like, um, like if you know you're just like a, also like a comment on your table and just like a clean background and a clean table will really set you apart from like, I feel like from everyone else. Well, some people have like a really colorful visual, mm-hmm. don't they? Where they have like these beautiful colors that pop and they kind of stick to a certain palette. And I think that that looks really nice when you yes. when you go on them. But like maybe my tip would be like adding personality, which I think you do really, really well. Like, you know, when you think of the canine stylist, like I know you and I know your face. I think with a lot of socials that you go on, I don't know who the person is necessarily behind the grooms. And it's so nice to add your personality your individuality oh, to to it doesn't it you know I think that's lovely. yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I was always terrified of like showing my face on my profile just mm-hmm. because like I don't I'm not a very shy like introvert person <laughs> and, and you're so, like look at me <laughs> I'm just like no don't look at me <laughs> like just look at my grooms it's it's fine but mm-hmm. yeah I mean like you want like have a clean background, something that will make you stand out that's unique to you. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I tried like on Instagram, I tried to post at least like once a day or every other day. Like I use, like, I don't go crazy over it, I suppose, but at least like, I think if you post like at least like once a day, you're pretty, you're pretty good at like being able to grow like your yeah. business page and, and everything as long as you're consistent mm. everything will just go and fall into place that's true that's a really good tip actually like mm-hmm. I try post every day but it is a commitment doing that it is and you sometimes just need to get organized so if you're a bit overwhelmed by by it what I try do is like bank up a load of photos that mm-hmm. I've taken that week and then when I've got a bit of time when I'm watching telly on a Sunday or something I'll think of what I might want to talk about and get organized and because I'm so busy in the morning as well because obviously I've got so many dogs and children yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll try and pre-write in my notes what it is I want to say for each mm-hmm. photo and then it's just a case of posting yes and then yeah, yeah and then it's yeah. not like a job every day then it can, you know if you can get organized Definitely. I do that too. Like I will go in and enhance like just like the colors of my pictures. Like I don't like Photoshop any, any of my work, um, just enhance like the brightness. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That's um, a really good idea. I need to do that because some of mine, I just think, oh, they look a bit dull. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram, they have like all those, like not the presets, but like you can go and like enhance like the brightness or the, the sharpness and, um, 
saturation and everything like that. And so that's what I typically do. And then I just, and I will like go and find like a good picture, but then I won't like and do all that stuff, write out my captions, take everyone that I need to. And then I save it in my drafts. And so it's, um, it's less work in the future because then you can just go into your drafts, take out that picture and then post it. Yeah, that's that's a really good tip. Like, <laughs> rather than me, Granny, put it in my notes. Any other way, <laughs> You could just put any drafts. Of course, you can. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, if you've got an iPhone, like a newish iPhone, the portrait setting is so yes, good because it, it sort of just makes the dog pop and like blurs out all the background. Mm-hmm. And so I do I, think that always makes it look yeah. quite professional, doesn't it? Yes, I love the portrait mode, but I've also found like I'm having like a lovely love hate relationship with it right now because sometimes the pictures will turn out blurry of like what mm. um like on the dog and it's like I don't like that or it just like focuses on the nose. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, everything else is great, but it's all out of focus. Yeah. So I, I tend to, if I've got a, if I feel like I've done a nice groom and I want to take pictures, I'll do like a selection on normal photo and then a selection mm-hmm. on portrait and then I can just Same. figure it out later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my next question, there's an emergency. You've got to quickly grab your grooming kit. <laughs> What's okay. your most treasured items that you can't live without? Which ones are you okay. grabbing? Okay. So... So what I'll grab is I'll grab my palm mat because I can't groom or scissor without one. Um, my shears, my um, slicker brush, mm-hmm. my combs, my my Andis clipper, um, clip combs, quick stop accessories. Oh yeah, you're you're grabbing some necklaces <laughs> for your dogs. <laughs> grab them all. <laughs> Um, my, my scissoring sprays, my anti-stat, uh, shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. That's a yeah. table. You're, if you're I, need one. I think you've covered everything. I think you can carry on, open up a shop. You've got everything. Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's now, my goal for one yeah. day. <laughs> now, boasting time. Tell me about your proudest moments. Obviously, I know that you compete. Yes. And um, and obviously you've had a lot of successes. So, you know, in and out of the grooming world, you know, could be anything. What's your proudest moments? I guess like my one of my proudest moments is probably when I competed for the second time. But first time in like a really like well-known big show is mm. the one that I did in June um, in Ohio when I placed first. And second in group. Like, wow. I, yeah. I think that is probably one of my proudest, proudest moments in my career that I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's super amazing, of course. Thank you. So, Sophie, I don't know what's slipping into your DMs, but mine are all dog questions. So I thought it'd be really nice just to try and answer a couple on this podcast. Yeah. I'm sure you get awesome. asked a lot of questions from people as well for advice and tips. So um, I'm going to read these all out anonymously. Now then, my first one says, I have been grooming for four years and I'd really like to enter a grooming competition, but I'm really nervous and I don't know anybody else who's going. Have you got any advice for me? Have you got any advice to help me? Yes. Uh, sign up. Just sign up and just go. Just do it. You'll meet 
a bunch of different groomers there at just, and you'll make so many awesome friends when you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If you really want to compete, just sign up, just do it. And you will either love it or hate it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. You'll probably meet a, a lovely <laughs> network of people while you're there. Like I uh-huh. always start chatting to whoever's grooming either side of me. Definitely. I've made a lot of friends going to um, the dog shows and, mm-hmm. And then the competitions and everything. Yeah. And when you're in America as well, you prepare all your dogs, like bathe them there, don't you? Mm-hmm. So that's a really good yeah. opportunity as well to like talk to other people, just ask for any tips and advice, just try to be open. Yeah, exactly. Mostly like everyone there, even though it'd be a, like competition day, everyone is so, so friendly and willing to help in, in any way that they can. So don't be afraid to ask questions or talk to someone that you admire. Definitely. I think that's great. And um, sometimes the best things you ever do in your life are things where you've stepped out of your comfort zone. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now, my second one that I've got in says... I've been wanting to open my own salon in my hometown. I currently work in a nearby salon and I have done for several years. The problem is there's already quite a lot of salons in my small town. And although I'm wanting to do it, I'm really worried there won't be enough clients. And by leaving my current job, I won't have any steady income. Do you have any advice? Should I do it? I think if you truly want to open up your own salon, I think you should. Even if there are a lot of salons in your town, you and if you do something different to set you apart, people will come. People will see that, and your work will speak for itself. Um, yeah, there there will be plenty of dogs to go around. Everyone is getting puppies these days. Yeah, so. there's a there's. I think there's a pup. Somebody told me there's a baby boom in England at the moment. Like all the maternity wards are full of these. Oh my goodness! You know because people have been busy. Yeah, <laughs> if you know what yep. I mean. But also, <laughs> but also dogs as well. There's like a puppy and a baby like epidemic. Yeah, it's it's crazy over here. There's like oh. We get at least like maybe like 20 calls a day of, wow. hey, I just got this new puppy. Like, can you groom it? And we're like, mm-hmm. I wish, but we are not taking new clients. Yeah. <laughs> so actually maybe now is a really good time to maybe capitalize on that, you know, to, because the other salons, I don't know, you know, I don't know how friendly you are with talking to them, whether they're full as well. Um, my only thing is obviously just make sure that you do everything the right way. Don't go stepping on yeah. your boss's toes, especially if they've been supporting you and, you know, and they've oh, been really, if they've been cool, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's good to be open if you are, like, close-ish with your boss. Just be open that you are looking to start, like, wanting to start a business. And then I'm sure they'll gladly help you and, like, give you great advice and tips yeah. and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Be friends with everyone. <laughs> and I, exactly. Oh my goodness, 100%. And um, I think that my advice is much the same as yours, Sophie. I think that if you really set your mind to something and it's something that you really truly want and you you feel driven, then you'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing will stand in the way of your hopes and dreams. No way. So <laughs> now we're at the end of episode 16. I'm just going to finish off by asking you some of my quick fire questions. Now, these okay. are just 
really quick honest answers and (laughs) (laughs) are you ready yes (laughs) okay so your dog food of choice um probably farmina Mm -hmm. natural balance your favorite place to walk uh outside in a trail (laughs) (laughs) is there quite a lot of woodland today where you are outside I like to walk outside (laughs) there isn't a special park or something near you like a nature reserve or something like that there's like there's a bunch of these like cute little dog parks that are like oh yeah that's cute yeah (laughs) I I was only saying to somebody the day we need to get some dog parks in England because we don't have them here Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's nice for the dogs to socialise and. Oh, definitely. Like just run around them. Yeah. Free. Yeah. <laughs> so, number of dogs under your roof? We have three. Oh, have you? Are they all yeah. poodles? No, I only have one poodle. Um, and then I we have months. Oh, just... lovely. If you're a dog, what breed of dog would you be? Probably some sort of terrier, maybe a schnauzer. Oh, nice. Perhaps they're sassy, but yeah. ears. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite holiday destination? Somewhere tropical, warm. Take me there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're all dying for a holiday <laughs> right now, aren't we? Yes, definitely. I actually I mean, feel, I think this is the longest in my life I've never been on holiday. Oh, really? Yeah, because of the pandemic and oh, everything. True. You know, I forget that there's a pandemic still. Yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> and your worst nightmare dog breed to own, what would it be? Probably a poodle. But here I am owning a poodle. No way, really? Have you changed your poodle. mind now? Yes, like not because um, their temperament or anything. It's just like. If I ever want a poodle Lionel, like give them a great poodle trim, I don't know where to begin because poodles are my kryptonite. Now that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining me, Sophie. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now Sophie can be found at the Canine Stylist on Instagram. So check out her handle. It's uh, definitely worth a look. And thank you to everybody for listening. Please don't forget to rate, share, and most importantly, subscribe to Pod on the Dog. A big thank you to Natural Instinct for sponsoring this episode. If you fancy changing your dog to a natural and fuss-free way of feeding a raw diet, find out more by heading over to the website and applying the code Verity15 for 15% off. How amazing is that? Now that's a bye from us. Bye. Bye. Much love. (laughs)